0: February 11th, 2022, we're in Masechet, Sanhedrin, and Afnunbeta Bet at the Mishnah. Mishnah, as we mentioned, will now bring us into a brief discussion in the Mishnah and then the Gemara of how the Serefa was done. This morning's class is donated by Sophia and Eddie Rishti in honor of the birth of a new baby boy. The Mishnah begins as Mitzvah Tanisrafim. Here's how when a person was sentenced to Mitat Serefa, we know one, we were just talking about one for quite some time. The Bat Ish Kohen, a woman who's the daughter of a Kohen who's a Mizana was wrongful relations, she gets Serefa. How would it be done? oto bezevel ad al-kuvotav. First and foremost, the person who was Hayav Serefa would be sunk into, uh, would be entrenched in garbage until their knees. What was the purpose for that? To make certain that they're stuck in place. We don't want this person moving around. It would only mess up the procedure. It would only extend the suffering and the potential for pain and not treating that person in a swift fashion at the end of their life. So they'd be meshuka in the zevil and garbage, adar kuvotav until their knees, Sudar Kasha al Savaro. And then there'd be a scarf of sorts which one would be placed inside the other. There'd be a a coarse, uh, a stiff one, which was placed inside one, which was raka, which was uh, less coarse and stiff. It was more, uh, I guess, soft in some way. So that the coarse and, and hard one, the stiff one, would be put around the neck of the individual and surrounding that, you'd have a softer one, a more pliable one. What was the reason for so doing? Well, first and foremost, explains Rashi, the reason that you're putting the scarfs around their neck in the first place is to make certain that this is a seamless process. We don't want their neck as we're, and we'll we'll read in just a moment, as we're dropping into their throat, um, painful and and harming uh, substances, we don't want their neck exploding, we don't want their neck being affected, we want this to go straight into their innards and kill them. Well, as a result, we'd want a stiff, uh, what's it called, scarf around their neck in order to determine that their neck is in place. But we want it to not be too painful for them, and we want it to be held in place while at the same time, not being comfortable, but being comfortable enough so we'd have a scarf inside of a scarf. al That's what would be tied around the neck of the person who's now about to get serefa. And as it would be tied around their neck, the two sides of that scarf would be held onto, respectively, by each of the edim, each of the witnesses. The witnesses are going to be involved in this death penalty and execution. So each one of them is holding and pulling the scarf in their direction. So although Rashi gave us a a separate utility for this scarf, and you know the dual scarf that you have that one underneath which is kind of keeping it in place now you have this other scarf which you're using to pull and by pulling you apply pressure and the hope is that the mouth of the individual opens up this is the way you force their mouth open without touching them without going all that close to them strangulation but we're not actually going to bring it to strangulation we're being careful not to of course says the Mishnah umadlikata petila and then there was a wick which we'll read about in the Gemara, was, was a lead wick of some sort, and it was probably a long wick, which would, be lit, which would be lit by fire, and then that would be melted into the mouth. So you have this long lead or tin wick, and melted, and now that's what's dropping, and hopefully directly through their system, into their innards, into the B'nei petila and so now again their mouth is wide open, because it was pulled from the sides to be opened and now the wick is dropped in and the hope or the uh, way that would then uh, happen is that it would then drip or it would then fall into the that's the innards of the person and it decimates it, it burns out the innards of the individual, and that's how they meet their death. Which means to say, in the vision of this description, there's no physical um, realization in the external part of the body. It's all taking place internally. When we're burning the person, we're burning them internally—a man-made internal burning. <inaudible> Rabbi well, is nervous about what Nathan was nervous about a moment ago. It's as if you're pulling the two sides of this scarf, there's potential that you'll strangulate him. That's not what's supposed to be happening over here. This is not chenek. This is serefa. If they killed him in such a fashion, lo hayu It wouldn't be a fulfillment of the command to burn this person uh, based on the Torah. Ela, rather, need to be done differently because there's a fear of strangulation. Of course, wrongful strangulation, but that's what, that's what you don't want happening. Ela potechet piv besevet or b'savat. Rather, the mouth would be opened with a, with a, milka is the translation we had uh, from the Laz Rashi, Rashi. Uh, the, it's uh, with uh, tongues of some sort. So you'd pry open the mouth and keep it open in such a fashion. I don't know. I was that the dentist? So you, de- you, at- you, yes. you beat me to it. I was at the dentist last night. My father in law, I'm just unfortunately thinking about that in this context. Shiloh <laughs> I said, listen, it was not, the person was not very happy about this happening, just like. I wasn't at the dentist, but again, a lot more of a fateful occurrence over here. So in other words, they're not interested in that, so you pry open their mouth, and then likewise, says Rabbi Yudayi, light that wick, and then identical to the way the Chachamim described it, it would then descend into the innards and then burn out, destroy the innards of the person. So that's the two interpretations. The only difference between the two is how we got the mouth of the person was being executed, opened, and how we forced it open throughout. They're um, arguing on that point? They're arguing on it. So, what was the, what was the actual.? They're both living long did, after. Oh, so That's did. what's clear. What's, what, what will be clear in the last segment of the Mishnah is that there was a specific <laughs> confusion because at the end of the second Beta Mikdash, we had people running it and people running the Sanhedrin who were Sidukim, they were Sadducees, so we weren't doing it according to tradition. Which means to say not only are they living afterwards and as a result the tradition lost, but even at the end of when we were still doing it, quote unquote, it was being done wrong. That's how I understand why there's a mahlok and a misyut over here. In other words, we don't have... uh, Documents, or we don't have a mouth to mouth tradition as to exactly how it was done. They're reading Pisukim, they're dealing with traditions in the broader context and the broader description of how this was done, and then trying to piece it together. They don't know the misyut. Amarbi al Azar, Rabbi Sadok, says the Mishnah, you should know there's a third opinion here, or maybe Rabbi Huda, al Azar, what do they change it to? Said Rabbi, Rabbi Laazab, Rabbi Sadok. Maase says Rabbi Laazab, Rabbi Sadok. He says, Don't you know what happened? Bebat Kohanim Ahad. All right, that's our primary example for our purposes of a person who gets serifah, <laughs> she of course has those wrongful relations, but listen to what they did to her, says Rabbi azab Rabbi Sadduk. What was done to her in Beit Din was, they surrounded her with a bundle of, of wood, of twigs, of branches. Uh, Well, by so doing, they were now uh, setting forth the opportunity to ignite. But again, the ignition is going to be taking place externally, as opposed to our first two descriptions, which were internal. And they burnt her like that. I can't accept what you're saying, because we know, or I know, uh, that this is the way they put to death. Amru lo or Amar lo, turns to him and says, "Me betin shalotasha abaki." He says, "You should know we're dealing with a betin at that time, which is not baki. They weren't proficient in the proper halachot and systems of perushim of the way that we have." It Rashi explains. Rashi says it was a time period of sidukim. It was sadducees which means to say the Gemara's understanding. The way the Gemara will derive the proper way, which is those first two opinions, not the detail of how the mouth was open, is from Gezerah Shava. They're going to link up two words in the Torah, either from Aharon or from Korach. We'll see it in the Gemara, B'nai Aharon or Korach. And so, as a result, the statement is that's a time period during which they didn't do study like that. They weren't involved in Torah in our traditional fashion. As a result, that's why they did it wrongfully. It's a jarring. It's a jarring realization. It means the Mishnah has one of the Tana'im speaking about not what he saw per se, but what he knew took place, the response to him, that was wrong, but the truth is we're not fully certain exactly how it was. And again, I attribute it to the same thing. We're not 100% certain because probably for some time we, quote, haven't been doing it right. It says the Gemara, When we talked about a wick which was thrown into, dropped into the mouth of this person who's getting serifah, can you describe that to me? What sort of wick was that? Amarav matna petila shel avar. avar, I think, means lead if I'm not mistaken, elsewhere. We talk about ofaret, ofaret, and and bedil, tin and lead. Uh, That's the description of, it's a long wick, which was burnt and then melted into the mouth. Uh, Now the Gemara won't tell us how we know it was that. The Gemara will tell us how we know it's an internal burning. How'd they know it was of avar, of lead? I have to imagine it was tradition. That's what I have to imagine. That's what he's speaking, uh, Rav Matna. Minalan, how do we know this? Minah, from where? Lan for us. Now, again, not that it was made, not what it was made of, not how the mouth was pried open, but rather the general description over here that the burning was an internal burning as opposed to what we generally imagine a external burning. I imagine 99% of people who haven't learned the Mishnah, the Gemara, don't know this halakha, when they chant on Yom Kippur, they're imagining some sort of pit of fire and someone being thrown into it. That's the general uh, imagination. When we talk about burning, that's, that's how you burn someone. Clearly that's not the case, says the Gemara, Minalan, you have some sort of sourcing for that. Again, I will remind you, we said this before the class, the ultimate punchline over here, although we'll need the footwork, we'll need the grounding to get there, we'll need to build the scaffolding, the ultimate punchline will be, which means to say, the general principle which is guiding the rabbis throughout these determinations is, and in their understanding of the system is, this death penalty, these four executions needed to be done in mitayafah, in the most seamless and painless fashion. Uh, we can, as we did before, and try to figure out exactly how that was so, but that's the reality, and that's what's really the ignition, no pun intended, over here throughout. So that's the Gemara me'adat This is a gezerah uh, shavah. Atya means it came, and any time you have that word in the Gemara, we're generally as- associating it with gezerah You have two words in two places in the Torah which are in some way linked up through tradition, and that is Serefat Serefa. says in two places, again, amongst many others, the word Serefa, Adat Korah. What was Adat Korah? Of course, Parashat Korach. And in Parashat Korach, there were 250 individuals together with Korah, several others as well, but 250 of them had this plan. They were gonna they were staging this rebellion, and the plan to uh, to to put them down is that they took mahtot, they took pans, they put ketoret they ignited them with fire, and the one amongst them that's chosen will stay alive, the rest of them will be incinerated, will die. Of course, the 250 are burnt to death, and Aharon stands strong and healthy. Now, again, of course, the Gemara's understanding, we already know, is going to be contrary to the way you might read those pesukim when we come to the summer, read Parashat Korah. They weren't burnt externally. You didn't look at them and see ashes. They were rather burnt internally of course we'll need sourcing for that but we're already linking we're saying that if serefa of mitat serefa, for argument's sake, bat ish kohen is similar to serefa Adat Korach. We need to understand how it happen at Adat Korach. If I can establish that Adat Korach was internal, so then I know every serefa was internal. Mal In the same way over there, by the serefa of 250 people by Adat Korah, serefat neshama ve'guf kayam, it was the soul, the internal burning, As opposed to external, the body was intact, Afghan, so to over here by mitat serefav betin. That's the statement. Of course, again, I remind you, we'll need sourcing on that. We will in just a moment. Uh, you can't just make the argument, well, the same way it's like that over there. How do you know it's like that over there? But there's another opinion. Of course, we'll have to challenge why each of these opinions uh, doesn't uh, suffice with the other. Rabbi Lazar Amar, he agrees in principle how this death penalty was uh, executed. However, he has a different derasha, atya, serefa, serefa, mibine Aharon. The Pasuk says the word serefa, burning, not only, of course, by mitat, serefa, and betin, but by the sons of Aharon. It's in Parashat Shemini, of course. The two sons of Aharon, Nadav and Avihu, who bring an ish zara, they bring a wrongful fire, defined accordingly, many mefashim, many uh, many interpretations to that mysterious episode, but they're then burnt. There's an esh which comes out from midfnehashem and it burns the two of them. Mallehalan Serefat Nishama the Gufkayam Afkan Serefat Nishamah the Gufkayam and Algan we will parallel this burning to that burning, in the same way over there was internal. I re- remind you again, not necessarily the way we always imagined it. When you read Parashat Shemini, Hashem it doesn't really sound necessarily as if that's what was taking place. That's the understanding of the Chachamim. So we have a lot of a lot of legwork now to be done because we've established this structure. We said we're going to link it up either to Adat Korach or to Bnei Aharon. The first thing you need to establish is how hey, you know Adat Korach was internal, and then uh, the Bnei Aharon. Then you're going to need a challenge each of these two opinions, why don't they accept the other? That's what we have ahead in the Gemara. Uh, the first opinion who learned from Adad Korach, from those 250 makrive uh, ketoret amongst the uh, assembly of Korach, whom we accepted had internal burning. We said the pasuk has serifa in their context. That's what gives shavad. it back to us. What's the sourcing that it was internal? The pasuk says, The pasuk says, the pasuk describes after their death, you should go and gather these mahtot, these pans of theirs, and the description is, um, these were sinners, hataim but the pasuk has that extra word at the end, Benafshotam. Be What's Benafshotam? By the way, what was done with the pans? They were made There was some adornment to the mizbeach. An important conversation to have in Parashat kolach. Not exactly what I'd imagine as a beauty for the mizbeach. Taking the pans of people who were burned to death and placing it there, but it wasn't necessarily beauty. It was more a reminder: don't transgress. Watch where you walk over here. It was the it was the uh, the, the skull uh, that you looked at. I guess it was done be- in a beautiful fashion, but Watch, watch your step as you step as you come forward over here. But anyway, the description over here is uh, that they were ta- would, were to take the mahtota and the last word benafshotam means with their souls. Well, I mean, they sinned. What's with they sinned with their souls? I guess you always sin with your soul. Uh, That extra word in the Pasuk is what provokes the uh, curiosity of the Chachamim, the understanding in turn is, is, that's the way they died. They died with their nefesh, and how did they die? With their souls specifically and primarily. It was an internal death. Says so the Gemara, what about the second opinion, the Rabbi al who said that the sourcing is from Bnei Aharon, what was his problem with this derasha? It's a nice, not a nice word, but it's an important word, it's an extra word, it seems to be telling us it was internal, no, that, what happened with Adat Korach? You have the wrong vision, you have the wrong imagery, they actually got fully burned, consumed physically, not only internally. Umay, umay similar, shinit, again, uh, but you don't see the nefesh, so why is that a description? But anyway, umay shinit hayevu serefa al it's rather that this is describing their wrongful activity. It's, uh, describes not how they died, but the way in which they sinned. They sinned in a soulful fashion. <laughs> what does that mean? It reminds us, or it's similar to the statement of Resh which is going to describe their sin as something beyond just holding ketoret on uh, the uh, pans as the Torah describes it. May has <laughs> a derasha from Pasuk and Sefer Tehilim, which he imagines and he associates with these individuals those who followed Korah Every single one of those words is a difficult word and his decoding of that pasuk goes as follows. So the reading of that first word in the pasuk means to flatter. We're not supposed to falsely flatter one another. It was because of the flattering of these individuals, these people, followers of Korach, what were they flattering about? They were flattering about matters of legima, of eating, of swallowing. Where does he see that in the pasu? Because he reads the word ma'og, milashon uga, he was feeding them cakes of some sort. So they (laughs) flattered Korach because of food. Therefore, (laughs) harak alehin sar shel gehinom Therefore, the uh, the minister of Gehinom gnashed his teeth at them, and that's the end of the pasuk. Harok alai <laughs> What's the description more than that? it's a fascinating description? I don't know. I mean, it it, it feels very real to me. It means those two hundred fifty people in the vision of Resh Lakish fell prey to Korach not because of ideological vision. Not because. That's what Korah is saying to Aharon and Moshe. How's he gathering his troops? He's feeding them. I mean, it's the best way to gather a following, is it not? If you give good food, free food, well, then you have them. So here they are in the vision of Rosh Lakish. Flattering Korach, racing after him, understanding him as their leader because he gave them free food. That's literally the description. What's the for our? I, mean, I just I love that description. I always have. I always will. I because unfortunately it's so real. It's the way people gain followers. You garner followers by giving free food. I say it all the all the time for positive things. Anytime you have a program in any aspect, you have good food. But come on, you're dealing with people who have free food speeds. It spoke to Adad Korach, to these 250 people who literally marched to death over free food in the vision of Resh Lakish. Anyway, the description then is they were doing it because of that soulful, in other words, what they were going to fill their bodies with food. So that's all it meant, B'nafshotam. it's a reference, it's a hint in the pasuk to how they went wrong. Don't think they went wrong on ideological grounds. They went wrong because they wanted to fill their souls with food. All right, so we have one opinion over here in the Gemara then, that the dirasha for how we know, mitzvah tzerefa, mitzvah was this internal Petila, which was dropped in, as opposed to an external conflagration. What was it? What's the derasha from Adat Korach? Aharon. Well, we had Rabbi Azar who disagreed and he said, "Benafshotam is Ali So he learns from Bnei Aharon minale. Well, how do you know that by Bnei Aharon, indeed Nadav and Abihu had an internal, so to speak, burning, as opposed to external. The pasuk says that they died in front of God. The pasuk just describes death doesn't say only that they were burnt, and then it says, and they died. Well, how's a, if you imagine, and don't, but for just a second, a natural death. A natural death is your body is intact. Well, the fact that the puzzle goes out of its way to say, there as well, well, that seems to be telling me that it looked like, and it felt like a regular death. But I thought they were burnt it was a regular death burning it means it was internal they could just from a but why but why in other words you're right I mean first and foremost the Gemara is assuming they're arguing and the reason it assumes they argue because why do you need two separate dead, that's more than anything And that's so anyway it's what would the other opinion say so Nathan says say we like that one as well and the Gemara says no there must be some problem with it no by B'nai Aharon Nadav and no it was Mamash it was a regular burning which means say it was external, you saw their body charred and turned into ashes so why does the Pasuk then say which appears to be telling me it was a seemingly externally vision, it looked like a regular death, even though it took place internal, but why does it say if it truthfully was a full conflagration, they actually were burnt to a char because the, the death began internally which means to say, the Beraitas, Abayose, Bendusta Eomer, in his commentary to the Torah, the description is there were two strands of fire which came out of the Kodesh HaKodashim, in the Mishkan, they then split into two, so you have four strands of fire, went through the nose and nostrils of Nadav and Abihu, two to each, made their way inside the body, and then consumed the body. Which means, say, the reason the description of the pasuk is Vayamutu, is to tell you it began as seemingly a regular death. But it ended as well. They were burnt externally and internally. It wasn't just an internal burning, which means to say again, we have each of the two opinions. One stands st- steadfast together with his opinion that we're learning from Adat Korach, and the second one's learning it from Bnei Aharon. doesn't the pasuk say Vatochal Otam? Otam. The pasuk's We know that's what the Torah says. Mysterious, enigmatic. Right, and by us, the punishment, we know what it is. Okay, but we know the punishment. We might not know the wrongdoing. I'm saying, so we're saying that the the way they died, the, the burning over there, the point the, of this opinion is the same way that we put people to that. The same yes. Where yes? The sins don't necessarily match up. Sins don't match up the only thing we can match up is the description in the Torah of Serepha. Uh, you want to say, and, and it's an interesting question, is there something, if we're imagining some sort of linking, is there something, and you have to do it by Bnei Aharon and Adat Korach, is there something that in some way connects the wrongdoing, not only the punishment? I've, I don't have such a hard time. I'll, I'll tell you why, because first and foremost, I'll tell you, let's start with Adat Korach and the Resh Lakish vision in the food well that's very uh, very appropriate for this in other words it's being drawn lustfully the Bat Ishkohen is not being drawn by ideological uh, prose from, to this man she's, she's a lust so that's how I understand that one what about Bene Aharon B'nai Aharon there are several opinions we know from Rashi Allah Torah we know from you know every parasha Chimini. it's what you talk about but the Gemara at the very bottom of the page here well let's go there for just a moment go to the very bottom of the page four lines from the bottom hold, hold your spot over here just look four lines from the bottom the Gemara seemingly out of place but it's not out of place because we're talking about Nadav and Abihu before and says the Gemara it was Moshe and Aharon walking ahead and Nadav and Abihu behind them the, the full picture is given and elsewhere, and that is, this is Shemot Per Haftal, this is when Moshe, God tells Moshe and Aaron, you guys come forward, let Nadav and Abihu come forward, let the Shiv'im Zekenim come forward, and as they're walking forward, says the Midrash, kol Yisrael ha everyone else is behind them, Nadav, Nadav turns to Abihu and says to him, ematayamutu shenei halal of these two old ones, uh, Moshe and Aaron, our father and our uncle, when are they going to pass away, and we'll take over the mantle of leadership, Madana Kadosh Baruhu Hanire Mi Koviret Mi. Let's see who's gonna be burying whom. Amar Papa, I knew Damrain Nafiche de Taine Mashke de Hogane, that's the statement in turn of Rav Papa. You should know there are many, there's an abundance of old camels who carry the skins of the baby camels, which means to say, unfortunately, you find circumstances where the elder live longer than the younger, and the description in the Gemara is, again, what's the wrongdoing of Nadav and Abihu? Lost. Haughtiness. I'll go a step further, and I think Mars is about to go there. The pasuk says, right afterwards, The pasuk says, right afterwards, that God, or the... That God's messenger, doesn't affect Atzilei B'nei Rashi's vision, many of the Fashim visionists, that's talking about Nadav and Avihu. this is at Matan Torah, before Yom Shemini, it didn't touch them, Vayochlu Vayishtu, and they ate and they drank, it's identical then, in its description to the Adat Korach, at its core, what are we describing, both about Nadav and Avihu, and Adat Korach, and in my vision, Bat, uh, Bat Kohen as well, Lost desire, self selfishness, so it means some sort of common denominator in that direction. Although you might argue every sin is like that, eh? which I'll accept. But at the very least, I can link these together. Yes. No, would have been someone that, let's say, is against, doesn't do Hashem. that I, believe in but I believe in myself as well. Okay. I hear you. Yeah. Listen, I thank you for the defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear someone making the case that Shabbat, Sekilah, I care about Hashem, but I need my business. You know, something along those lines. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's, let's run with this. Yes, Teddy. Yes, I feel like you can make a case more simply that God and Adam's sons also brought something up to Hashem that was inappropriate. They weren't there. And and what about the Bat Ish Kohen? That's the linking. That's that's a, that's that's the Jared question. I have an answer. I am gonna take Teddy and this is all off the cuff. Teddy helps us with another thing. Teddy says this was all vying for inappropriate leadership. Adat Korach, they want to take down Moshe and aharon Nadav and according to the description, although it's not explicit, according to the vision of the Hakamim, they want to take down Moshe Naharon. The Bat Kohen says, I don't care about my position as a Bat Kohen. I will take down my father's authority through this action. All right, this is good stuff. So we have to write up sefer derashot on all this. Anyway, it says the gemara over here. Doesn't the pasuk say Vatochal otam? The pasuk seems to minimize otam. And it seems to describe that they were burnt, Something about them, and not something else. Instead of just saying v'tochilem, they were completely consumed. It seems to tell us something about them, which implies then that only a part of them was consumed. The deflection is, no, there was a part of them that was burnt, and another part not. It's not the internal and external. It's rather a description of their clothing. Their clothing weren't burnt. It was only their bodies and their and their intestines and their souls and so forth. That's what was burnt. So we have our two opinions, as the Gemara now. All right, each of those two opinions, not comparing one to the other, why don't they in turn instead learn from... Why didn't they make a derasha from, oh, I can't help you over here, uh, Jared, maybe I'll try, from parim nisrafim What's parim nisrafim Parim is the context of par ha davar davashel sibur and par kohen mashiach, which means to say you have two places, that there's a command if there's a wrongful mistaken activity. Par ha davar davashel sibur, majority or large swath of Am Yisrael, based on the Pesach halacha of the Sanhedrin, are doing the wrong halakha. Is everyone going to bring a korban? Hatat, no, we bring there are specific um, cows which are brought bulls which are brought for that atonement what's done to those bulls to those parim? they were burnt Similarly, par kohen mashiach. The kohen gadol has a wrongful, mistaken activity. Instead of a regular korban hatat, there's a par Hanisraf as well. Well, why don't we liken this case to parim ha Now, how would you imagine parim ha are done? Well, they're done exactly the way you'd imagine. They're burnt. There's no lead being dropped into their mouth. So it's a challenge here in the Gemara. The Gemara says, instead of deriving this from adat korach, that the way serifah in Din is going to be done, all right. Give, give, there's Gezerah, apparently. I know, two things. So the first answer to your question, Nathan, is as Mara says, has to be there's a Gezerah Shavah. What do you want me to tell you? Otherwise, we're not asking the question. The uh, answer in turn is we have a lot of Gezerah Shavahs, and we're going to have to choose which one is more closely associated for this halacha. So the Gemara will say, like Nathan, this Gezerah Shavah is less appealing than the other one, although we do link it. Based on tradition, says Gimara Malan Serefa Mamash, the same way that that by parimani Israfim it was Mamash Serefa Afkan Serefa Mamash Says Gemara, I'll tell you why I like Adat Korah Nadavan Aviu more than a derasha from Pariman Israfim. Mistabera, it makes sense. It's more logical. Me Adam Havale Lemaf. It makes sense. And Lemelaf to learn, it makes sense, Sevara, to learn from Adam, from an Adavanavu, and Korach instead of from animals. chicken I'll tell you four reasons why you Human beings, and Avihu and, and Adad Korah are more similar to Batish and so forth of Serefa. How so? She can Adam, Adam. Number one, it's a human from a human. Number two, it's Hote. It's a wrongful act, you know, rebellious wrongful act, as a, and that's who's being burnt, as opposed to the animals, which were not burnt because of a sin. Neshama, there's a soul, an animal doesn't have a soul, human beings do. And pigul, pigul means it's within the context of kodashim, which means to say, when I have parim an israfim they have specific laws about the mindset. When you're working in the Mikdash, you have to have the proper mindset. The wrongful mindset, it's called pigul, it invalidates the sacrifice. So the same way you have that over there by not the same way you have that by Parimani Sraphim. You don't have that when you put this person to death, just like you wouldn't by Adat Korach, by B'nei Aharon. Therefore, says the Gemara, I have four reasons to say Adat Korach, B'nei Aharon are more similar to our mitah than the Be'emah. Says the Gemara, ad I could make the argument the opposite way. How so? Mi An-Israfim hava'ale'lem elav, sheken, makshir and ledorot. I have two reasons to say that that An-Israfim are more similar to our situation. Number one, it's makshir means to prepare something. means to prepare something. Which means, say, this was the command of God. Parim HaNishrafim. God says, if you did wrongfully, bring this. Similarly, if this person sinned, burn him like this. Burn her like this. That's in contrast to Adat Korach B'nei Haron. That wasn't a mitzvah. that mitzvah. They did wrong and we're burning them in that moment. There's no command from God. That's one reason to compare it more to parim man israfim. Lidorot means it's not a one-time occurrence. Adat Korah happened once. do Aaron happened once. Parim man israfim can happen at any point in the future. So too, mitatzerefa can happen at any point in the future. And since the gemara, so I'm I'm a little stuck over here. Should I compare it to parim and say the burning is going to be done externally, or should I compare it instead to adat korach to aharon and it's internal? four verses, two, four reasons to compare it to human beings. Two reasons to compare it to animals. I'm going to go with the four. milashon, means it's spread out. You have more over here. Says Gemara, let's try to understand and break down. Maybe we'll do this next time. Very briefly. Says Gemara, if you're learning from Adat Korah, what was the deficiency in Bnei Aharon? Hahu serefa mamash answers the Gemara, Adat Korach would claim that B'nei Aharon was serefa mamash. That's what we had a derasha earlier. It says, uh, 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 we, we had an understanding of Venelaf minas, says Gemara on the flip side. Why didn't you then say, if you're uncertain, and you say one of the cases in the Torah of Gezerash was mita and the other case was internal mitav, burning internally, one is actually burning in the regular fashion, one's internal, and we're asking it really on both opinions, even though it sounds like we're just asking one opinion, we turn to each one and say, I don't understand. You have two ways of going over here. You told me Adad Korach is serifah mamash. So then how come you're learning from B'nai Aharon? And you told me that B'nai Aharon is internal, but Adad Korach was serifah mamash. How come you chose one over the other? This is what I told you at the very beginning. It uh, says the Gemara, I'll tell you the reason. My <laughs> the derasha is from this pasuk of The re'acha kamocha. Pasuk says you should love, you should be loyal to your re'acha kamocha to your brother, to your to your friend like yourself. And as a result, the derasha goes like this: You should choose beror milashon borer for him, for her, the appropriate death. Appropriate death. is going to be the less. Painful, the less uh, consuming one, it's going to be the internal one. How do you see that in that pasuk? One of two reasons, says Yad Rama. Either le seems to imply at all circumstances in life, not only when they're alive, but even right before their death, that's still Re'acha. Alternatively, Re'a sounds like, looks like Ra. It's even to the wicked one, he's supposed to have an Ahava as well. When all the dust settles, our Gemara has, and just a few more lines on it, set forth for us the Derashot, for understanding that statement in the Mishnah as to how Mitat ser- was done. It was not an external, regular conflagration, but rather one in which something was dropped internally that led, that pitila, ignited and kills the person through burning their innards in such a fashion. Amen, <laughs> amen.